0: Let's talk, turn in God's Word to Ephesians 4, page 1161 in your Pew Bibles. Ephesians 4. We'll read verses 1 through 16. Verse 16 is our text this morning. Ephesians 4, 1 through 16, page 1161. Paul has just expressed a doxology to him. To God be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. And now we speak about how God is to be glorified in the church and in Christ Jesus. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience patience To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. And then verse 16, from whom? From him, Christ. The whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This is God's word. May it indeed be a blessing to us in the Spirit's power. Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, I've used this passage more than once on Installation Sunday because I love this scripture. I love all the scripture, but there's a special place in the life of God's church for a passage like this it sets forth such a clear vision of leadership that the shepherds and teachers the office bearers are not called to build the church they're called to equip the saints for the work of ministry that the saints might build the church that the church might build the church beautiful vision for leadership and has such a wonderful vision for the growth of the church. What does that look like? The growth of the church. It's the growth of the church into maturity in Christ. That individually, we all grow in Christ, but as a congregation, we take more and more, we take on the characteristics of Jesus Christ. United and the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God become a mature man, arrive at mature manhood, and I love the center of verse sixteen when each part is working properly, the church builds itself up in love when each part is working properly, and that 's what we want to focus on this morning with god 's help. A biblical model for church growth. When each part is working properly. The body builds itself up in love. What does that mean? When each part is working properly. When each one is functioning as we should in the body of Christ. You say, well, we'll never get there. Well, that's the point. We want to grow that way. We want to move. We want to make progress in that direction. And that's the point of the passage. Move toward that maturity in Christ. We want to see five things about this model of church growth. First, the source. From whom does the church grow? Where's the source? Where's the power? From him. The first two words of verse 16. This growth, the building up of the body, the proper working of each part is from Christ. Verse 15, rather speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ from whom? From Christ. The whole body makes the body grow. If you could put the beginning and the end of verse 16 together. From Christ, the whole body makes the body grow. It's from Christ. He's the head from whom all blessings flow. The passage has already been saying, it's from him that shepherds, teachers, elders, deacons, receive their gifts. We depend on Him for our gifts and the power to do our work. But it's also from Him that each one receives a gift, verse 7. It's from Him the body grows, and it's from Him that each part is able to function properly, to work properly. Why from Him? Well, then you got to read Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. When we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God made us alive in Christ. We got our life in Christ. Forgiveness of our sins in Christ. We got a regeneration in Christ. We get rescued from the power of sin and Satan and, and brought into the life of Jesus Christ, his resurrection life. And it's from him that we were added to the body. By his spirit, he placed us in the church and it's from him that each one gets, gives a gift, receives a gift. It's all from him. The life of the body and of each member in it, the life of each leader and the growth of each member, leaders and all the saints together depends on Jesus Christ. Well, you might say that's obvious, But it's not always so obvious. Because the tendency of the church is to think that growth and life comes from our work. That it comes from our activities, our busyness, our programs, and our work, our hard work. No. You can be a very active church in a dead church. You can have a Church with a lot of programs and be a dead church. You can have a church that's very busy and be a dead church. When it's a church that relies on itself, when it's trusting in its own hard work for the building up of the body of Christ, brothers and sisters, the power is not ours. The power is Christ's, it's from Him. He said, I will build my church. The pastor cannot build the church. The elders cannot build the church. The deacons cannot build the church. The saints cannot build the church apart from him. Apart from Christ Jesus, our Lord And and that's the real challenge for us in a busy church that we are. Where are we looking for our life and energy? In ourselves, programs, our hard work, or in the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we in his word? Are we seeking his spirit? Are we praying for his forgiving love Are we leaning on that dependable duo, God's steadfast love and faithfulness? Are we resting in his promises? How close are we to Jesus Christ? How dependent are we on him? Let's repent of self-reliance and resting in ourselves for the growth of the church and looking at the wrong things as the indicators of growth. It's in Christ. Second thing, the body is built from Christ. Yet Christ builds through and by each one of us. Again, look at verse 16, the beginning and the end of the sentence. If you take out the middle clauses, look at the beginning. From whom the whole body makes the body grow. Do you hear that? That's amazing. From Christ, the whole body makes the body grow. The growth of the body of Christ is the whole body enterprise. Oh, there are special gifts. We read that in verse 11. Apostles, prophets, evangelists. Those are extraordinary offices for the first century alone. Building the foundation of the New Testament church. And then there are shepherds and teachers. Continuing offices. And elders and deacons. We're told in other places. So yes, there are special Gifts. And yet, grace was given to each one of us, verse 7, according to the measure of Christ's gift. And it's interesting how the special gifts of the office bearers in verse 11, structurally, are surrounded by the gifts for all the saints, verse 7 and then verse 16. Because really, that's the main story of the building up of the church from Christ. The whole body, all the saints... Build the body. Again, the office bearers, verse 11. Through their work, equip the saints for work of ministry that the body of Christ might be built up. So a healthy church embraces this vision. We're in this together, brothers and sisters. It's everyone's task. We are the church growth team. We're all business partners in Christ's church building project. And that's why it's so important that each part is able to function properly. Because the growth of the whole requires the working of each one, the proper working of each one. We all need to embrace this vision it's everybody's job here, the growth of the church. You can't say, well, you know what, I'm tired out. I'm going to sit on the sidelines and let others do it. Or I don't think the church really needs me. I don't have that many gifts and I'm going to just sort of hang on the edges. When each part is not working properly properly, that stunts, that hinders, that hurts the growth of the body. From him, the whole body makes the body grow. Let no one say I'm not needed or let no one say I'm not interested in investing myself. It's his job, it's her job. How much do you value the bride of Christ? How much do you treasure what Christ has done in your life to make you a business partner? That's really the key. How much do I value him and what he's doing in this world where the church is the city set on a hill, the light of the world, the salt of the earth? Well, let's be fully committed to the body of Christ and its growth. And let's remember again that the power, the grace, the forgiveness, the strength, the sufficiency is in him. What he did on the cross, bearing all my sins and punishment and what he did at his resurrection bringing life and immortality to light there's my source my strength for my work as a partner in making the body grow again let's depend on him and yet Christ is calling you and me to this work. So we're in this together. Are you committed? I'm only four. Perfect. The Lord has a plan and a place for you if you're four, but I'm 90. Perfect. There's a special place for the 90 year olds. You see, it's not that everyone needs to be front and center. We know, 1 Corinthians 12, Christ has wonderfully arranged the parts of the body just as he wants. Some are more visible and up front, some are less visible and background. That doesn't matter. We all need to be fully committed. From him, the whole body makes the body grow. Point three. The body is built, and we're getting to the center now of the text, is built and grows when each part is working properly. That stands as a sentinel in the center of the passage, calling each one to work properly. And each one to help others encourage one another to work properly. We're together in that business too of working properly. And when each part works properly, what does it say? The body builds itself up in love. It's amazing. Like you can't impose growth from the outside. You can't force it or coerce it or structure it. It happens naturally. Bad word. Supernaturally. Supernaturally. By the Spirit's power. When each part is working properly, it just happens. That's what it means. Builds itself up. It just happens. Christ blesses that. So what does it mean for each part to work properly? Well, he's not addressing health issues here like cancer or mental illness or flu that might prevent you from being involved in the way you would like to be. He's not talking about those things because even all that has a place in the body of Christ and he uses that for the growth of the body. Now he's talking about doctrinal and ethical issues. He's just come away from saying he gave pastors and teachers to equip the saints for work of ministry so that for the building up of the body of Christ so that we might Come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God so that we might not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and by the cunning and craftiness of deceitful men, but speaking the truth in love. What does it mean for each part to work properly? It means that we know truth and we, that, uh, that we know Love. So that the body builds itself up in what? In love. More on that in a moment. But that's what it means for each person to work properly. That we've got the truth of the gospel. Each one of us. And we're ministering that truth in the love of the gospel. And for that, the the passage says, we need the supporting ligaments. The body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. And the word joint means ligament. When each part is working properly. So the idea is here, the ligaments help the parts of the body function properly. So they're not random and scattered and lose their way. The ligaments in this passage really are the office bearers, the leaders. They're the ones through whom Christ ministers the truth of the gospel. The orderliness of purity of doctrine and of life. The ministry of mercy to make sure that no part is neglected. Through those ligaments, each part is supported to be able to work properly. So, brothers, elders, and deacons, our special function here is by the grace of Christ to make sure each part is working properly. So that each part. Can function effectively in the growth of the body. We're the ligaments. But it's also everyone's task to make sure that we're helping each other work properly. James 5 verse 19, my brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, someone, anyone, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. You're helping a brother, a sister, part work properly when you're calling him or her back from wandering. Hebrews 3. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Exhort one another. Each part must work properly in order for the church, the body, in order to make the body grow as it should without hindering it, slowing it. Frustrating. As long as each part is working properly, again, our tendency is to programize that. Structure that. Well, let's put everybody on a committee. All committees can be great in accomplishing certain tasks, but that's not what this is about. It's each part ministering to the other parts faithful one another ministering remember all the koinonia's the one anotherings of the new testament about 153 of them many of them are repeated but to pray for one another confess your sins to one another welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you to the glory of God serve one another Rejoice with one another. Weep with one another. Encourage one another. Build one another up. And the list goes on. The saints interconnecting with one another to help each part work properly because no one can do this alone. Yeah, but I have Christ's help. Christ says, I gave you the body to help you do this together. So that under the ministry of the word, the ligaments, the parts are working together and connecting with one another for the support of the body, to make the body grow and build itself up in love. That's the fourth thing we see. The body is built with love. When each part is working properly, held together and supported by the ligaments, The whole body makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And again, Paul's picking up on what he said in verses 13 through 15, that each part is working properly when we've no longer tossed around by false doctrine, but we're speaking the truth in love. That's what it is to work properly the body is built with the truth in love. And that's where Christ wants everyone to be. He is truth and love. And he wants each one of us to grow in Christ in such a way that each of us learns to speak the truth and to speak it in love. And that's when each part is working properly. The truth in love, That's when the body is building itself up in love. What does that look like? Speaking the truth in love. Does it mean that you got to say right things, but you got to be nice when you say them? Sort of. First, it means you don't sell the truth in order to win the approval of others. Because then we're not really loving that person at all, are we? We're deceiving them really for selfish reasons, so that you'll like me. Sell the truth in order to get the approval of others. That's not speaking the truth, and it's not loving them. You're you're missing out on both. Nor do we ignore love. Just by using the truth as a two-by-four and doing a hit-and-run, bang! (laughs) I'm out of here. You go figure it out. We can do that. I got the truth, hit you on the head with it, run from the scene, you pick up the pieces. Speaking the truth in love is a matter of word and deed. Because love in the Bible is not so much words as action. This is love, not that we loved us or God, but God loved us and what? Gave his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He invested himself in deeds. He gave up his son and his son gave up his own life for us. That's love. So what is it to speak the truth in love? You speak the truth. If I say you have an addiction, if I say you're believing in error, brother, sister, don't believe that. It'll destroy you. Or if I say, you're backsliding. Your life is not going in the right way. This is gonna do a lot of damage for yourself and your family and others. You need to change. You need to repent. When I say that, I don't run away and leave you to figure it out. I say, and I'm there with you and I'm gonna walk you through this. We're gonna go through this together. We're gonna pray together. That's what truth in love is. That I invest myself can you for the sake of the truth of the gospel. And so that's the question for each one of us. I think there's three three challenges for us here. When each part is working properly, do you desire to work properly? Like if, if you're not and you're wandering in wrong pathways, doctrinally or in your life, you're missing out on the truth, you're missing out on love, and somebody comes to help you with that, are you like, I don't want to change, that's uncomfortable for me? Then you're fighting against the, the body of Christ. So pray for the the desire to work properly. And then pray for the desire, secondly, to grow in the truth. I want to know Christ more. I want to see his glory better. I want to grow in the knowledge and the faith of the Son of God. Verse 13. I want to grow to mature manhood. And I want to grow in his love too. Like he invested himself in in great risk-taking ways. And he wasn't afraid to get hurt to help others. Give me more of that, Lord, so that I'm not immediately feeling like, hey, you can't treat me like that. But I'm willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel. How are we doing with working properly, growing in that? And how are we doing with growing in the truth? And how are we doing with growing in love? That also is all in Christ. And quickly, one more thing. The body is built into Christ. When we see the vision of the church here, that from Christ, the whole body makes the body grow, grow into what is really the question? Where are we growing? What's the aim? What's the target? What's the goal? And he's leaning here in this verse on verse 15. Rather speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. And then you take one more step back to verse 13. we're to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building of the body of Christ. Verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is amazing. This is God's design, not for each individual believer only, but that the whole body grow into Christ. And attain to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. These are lofty things. Do you really have that goal for us? Yes, I do, says Jesus. Do you really want the whole fullness of Christ to dwell in this congregation? Yes. All the stature of the fullness of Christ? Yes. The whole measure of the stature of the Yes. You see, the body not only grows from Christ, but into Christ. He's the source and he's the goal at the same time, says the passage. Christ is working in us to become his unblemished bride and a city of perfect light where Christ is all and in all. And that's the aim of the ministry of all the saints and the ministry of the pastors, elders, and deacons. That as a body, we are growing into Christ into mature manhood. And if people want to find the truth and love, this is the place to go. Are we there? Are we there yet? No. Are we making advances? I pray so. And we want to make more. So may God use the blessing and the gifts of these five brothers who have been added to our church leadership. Also the gifts of one who will be taking maybe a short sabbatical And the rest of the brothers who are serving. And all of us. To accomplish his goal. Of the growth of the body. Into the measure. Of the stature. Of the fullness of Christ. Amazing grace. Amazing. Amen. We cannot believe. Lord. Heavenly Father that you should take a ragtag team like us in this congregation with its leaders and that you would have such high goals. Can we ever get there? And you're telling us, yes, by my word and spirit, you can make progress and get closer and closer until finally one day you'll take us to perfection. Use each one of us, Lord, please. Make each one of us ready and willing to work properly as parts of the body to make the whole body grow. Be patient with us. Be gracious to us. Supply us constantly With both truth and love, the fullness of Christ, so that we may carry out our callings faithfully, and may we be a place of truth and love for anyone who would come to discover Christ here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.